Good morning, my friends and fellow wayfarers on this road of life. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. Today's chapter of the day comes from Exodus, the 17th chapter. It's entitled, Whining, Then and Now. And the verse I picked out of today's chapter is Exodus 17, verse 3. It says, but the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? It's been so much fun over the past six months to watch our grandson, Milo, as he has made so many developmental leaps. I mean, he's carrying on actual conversations. He's making discoveries and connections. His vocabulary grows every time we talk to him. He's learning all about dinosaurs, and we'll be happy to share that with you and even demonstrate uh, what a T-Rex looks like. Of course, with this stage of development also comes the natural human penchant for whining, the repeated wailing at loud decibel levels, emotions run amok and bereft of any governor of logic or reason, the passionate translation of momentary light affliction with problems of heinous and lethal proportions. And one of my observations along life's journey is that humans have a penchant for whining at every stage of life. It just looks different in adults than it does in childhood. It transforms from emotional tantrums in children to adults wallowing and grumbling, complaining, and lament. Now, please don't read what I'm not writing. This is not an editorial about current events. In today's chapter, the Hebrew nation, remember we're talking one to two million people and all their livestock, are camping in the wilderness, and there is a shortage of readily available water. So they grumble and complain to Moses to the point that Moses is afraid that they're going to stone him to death. And I noticed in this a pattern. I mean, the Hebrews grumbled when Moses uh, first met with Pharaoh and his meeting resulted in more work and persecution from the Egyptians. But God miraculously sent the plagues and delivered them from slavery. They grumbled when they were caught between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. God miraculously parted the Red Sea, swallowed up their oppressors, and delivered them from the Egyptians. They grumbled when they feared there wasn't enough food for everyone as they entered the wilderness. God miraculously sent quail and manna to provide daily sustenance and delivered them from hunger. Today, they grumble where there isn't enough water. I see the pattern. Now, one of the most difficult spiritual lessons I've learned along my journey is that spiritual maturity requires that I respond to difficult circumstances with gratitude, praise, and trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, says Proverbs 3.5. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. That's John 16.33. Romans 5.3, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering. James 1.2, consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. 1 Peter 1.6, in all of this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer griefs in all kinds of trials. 1 Thessalonians, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
Now, earlier in this chapter day journey through Exodus, I was reminded that this entire Exodus epic was about God wanting the Hebrew people to know him. He heard their cries. He was acting to deliver them. He wanted a relationship with them. In my own spiritual journey, I've learned that my knowledge of God doesn't increase when things are easy, when everything is going my way, and when I'm sitting pretty in life. Paul said in his letter to the followers of Jesus in Rome that in the end, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. Now, faith is only developed when trusting and believing is a necessity because circumstances are uncertain when you're stuck between the sea and an enemy. Hope is only developed when the outcome is uncertain, like when there's not enough water. Love is developed when there is an exchange between two parties in which protection, trust, hope, and perseverance through difficulty is experienced. The evidence of repeated whining from the Hebrews suggests that there's been little spiritual or relational development happening. And get ready, because this pattern is going to continue as we continue this chapter day journey through the Exodus. And in the quiet this morning, I'm left contemplating my own spiritual journey and spiritual development. I find myself asking these questions. Do I grumble perpetually or have I learned to trust? Do I whine about my circumstances or have I learned to have faith that God has something for me to learn in them? Am I mired in gloom and pessimism thinking that God is going to pull the rug out from underneath me? Or am I hopeful, that's hopeful, that God is leading me to good places on this journey and that there is a promised land ahead? Now, I'd like to say that I'm perfectly exemplifying the latter of each of these questions, but I confess that I'm not. I've made progress, though, and if I think back to where I was 10, 20, 30 years ago, I've definitely come a ways, and that's called development. Hopefully, I'm growing out of the spiritual child stage and gaining some maturity, but I'm reminded this morning that this is a journey And a journey is about progress, not perfection. And with that in mind, I am lacing them up to begin this another day. Time to press on towards faith and hope and love. Hey, wherever you find yourself on life's road today, I just uh, ask God to bless you. Have a great day, my friend.